So the first thing that Katie said is I had to get traffic. And that's like why she had to actually talk about the things that people actually wanted versus talking about whatever it is that she wants. So that was step number one. Okay. Step number two is how did she decide on creating these things? Again, she asked the people what what they wanted instead of her saying, oh my gosh, this would be great for them. If you've ever asked yourself how to stop trading all of your time for money, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to The Wealth Code Secrets, where I'll be teaching you how to access the wealth code by creating solutions and value in today's ever-changing world so you can create unlimited wealth and fulfillment in all aspects of your lives. Thanks for joining me. Now on to the show. Thank you, Katie, so much for being on today's podcast. I appreciate you for doing this with us. Hey, I, why don't we do this? Why don't we start out with just telling people a little bit about the Katie Dot story and how you even got into this world of building blogs and making money and all the other stuff. Oh my goodness. I love staring, sharing my story. Um, so I'm Katie Dodd. I've been a registered dietitian for almost 14 years now, and I worked in a traditional job doing home care for the VA. I loved my job, but I will tell you in retrospect, I was an entrepreneur in my job. Now, over time, I ended up falling into the world of side hustling. I had this whole brand dietitian side hustle, and I fell into that world kind of by accident. I had been volunteering in the field within the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics my entire career. And I ended up meeting this dietitian who was an entrepreneur. And I asked her, you know, can I learn from you? She she had a business based in writing. I was like, I want to learn from you. Can I job shadow you? And she said, yes, gave me your business card. She found out I was a board certified specialist in gerontological nutrition. That's a CSG credential for dietitians. And she had a dietitian who was supposed to update a continuing education article on this topic who like just fell through last minute. So she said, Katie, will you write for me? And I said, absolutely. Then she said, she's going to pay me. And I know this sounds really, really silly, but at the time I was volunteering so much, I would have done it for free just to learn the craft and, and do the things. But the fact that I was getting paid, I'm like, this is amazing. And so I started this journey of finding out who else will pay me to do things. So in addition to doing freelance writing, I started doing um, webinars, um, getting paid to write for magazines, working with brands. And I was doing all of these little side gigs, which was a blessing at the time because um, it was a season of having babies and unpaid maternity leave in the United States is super fun, especially when we are young professionals. You know, I feel like this is one of the problems of all the healthcare professions is that we just don't get paid enough. So and, and dietitians, man, we're like the bottom of the barrel, <laughs> but I'm in this position where we are literally living paycheck to paycheck. And I'm like, how am I going to be able to stay home with my baby during maternity leave? So side hustles were a blessing because they did pay me money, fell into the side hustle by accident, stayed there for the money. And cause I kind of love doing it. But then over time I started just kind of realizing, and, and I forget the quote, but it says, you're either going to spend your time and your talents building your dreams or building someone else's dreams. Mm. And I was spending my time and talents building other people's dreams. I was creating content. I was creating things for other people's businesses that I was paid one and done, but they were going to continue to make money and make impact using the things I was creating for them. So in my entrepreneurial journey, I really didn't know what I was going to do. I was at a conference for dietitians and there were these three entrepreneurial dietitians who I swear were speaking to my soul. And in that moment, I was like, I am an entrepreneur because up until then, I always really associated being an entrepreneur with seeing patients one-to-one. That was something I knew I did not want to do at all. But at that conference, I was like, I am an entrepreneur. What am I going to do next? 
Now, a few months later, after I'm all inspired, I'm going to start this business. No idea what I'm going to do. No, it's not going to require working with patients. And I learned about blogging. I learned about blogging through a Facebook group and there was a webinar I hopped on called Make Money Blogging. And I was so fascinated. I was like, tell me more. I always thought that a blog was something that was like a journal. You know, what you ate over the weekend, your favorite type of coffee, your mom read it, your dad read it, your your neighbors read it. But I didn't realize that people are building legitimate businesses, making really good money and blogging. And as soon as I dove into this world, I was like, this is it. This is my thing. So I started my first blog. It's called The Geriatric Dietitian in June of 2019. Now, I know we're going to talk more about blogging on the podcast, but blogging is a long-term game. It is not like I push published on my website. I'm rolling in the dough, but I knew that this worked for other people. And if it worked for other people, why couldn't it work for me? So I started this journey and this process of building my blog business started to have success. And, and I'm, I know we'll talk numbers and share all the things about how the blog makes money, but I'm now in a situation where my website is making passive income. It is bringing in money month after month and such a blessing. So much so that I decided I need to teach more people how to do this. This is so cool. So I have a program called Blogging Accelerator Program where I help dietitians, RDs to be, so dietitian students, other healthcare professionals, how they too can build a business based in blogging. And it's a really great compliment to people who do work with patients, but especially for those healthcare professionals, especially the introverts who are like, kind of like I was like, I don't want to work with patients. So, you know, that's, that's kind of like the brief version of my journey fell into side hustling by accident. I was spending my time and talents, building other people's dreams, made the shift of, wait a minute, I'm going to be the entrepreneur. I'm going to be the business owner, started a business based in blogging, grew this blog to make money and started pulling other people along for the ride. You know, it's so interesting. I've, uh, this is the reason why it's very important to continue to tell your story because every single time you tell your story, uh, number one, it's, there's more pieces of your story that comes out. Now I've been working with you for, it's been over two years now, right? Oh yeah. It's been about two and a half years. Yeah. I didn't know that part of your story. I didn't know the first part of it where there was someone that uh that basically asked you to write a um an article slash blog for them, and you would have done it for free. Uh <laughs> and, and the person said they'd pay you for it. I so so the first thing that I took from what you just said is is continue to tell your story because as you tell your story, different parts of your story will come out. I had yeah. no idea about that. Yeah. Part. Yeah. Can I share one more part about that, Greg? Cause I feel like this is the coolest part. I, I left this part out because sometimes I could talk for a long time about this, but how I met them is I sat next to them on a plane. Wow. <laughs> this is literally a person I sat next to on a plane, had a conversation with, and this is really how it all you know came to be. So it was just kind of one, one of those serendipitous moments of like, who who was sitting next to me on the plane? So yeah, <laughs> you know I, I mean, like, like this is crazy because you know right now we're doing the SSHC you know challenge, yeah, and and I'm on the fifth day of it, and w- one of the components of the challenge is to talk to a stranger. So yeah. you ever just think about what if you never had that conversation with that person? How different life looks like for you today. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be here. You know, I'm reading the book um, by Ed Milet right now, The Power of One More. And it's just so fascinating to reflect back on my journey to think of how this one choice 
made this big difference. And I could backtrack my journey to all of these single choices that I've made, including that. And yeah, uh-huh. had I never talked to a stranger, <laughs> I might not be here now. That That is absolutely mind-blowing. I, I hope you guys are at least getting that's the first takeaway, <laughs> or that's the second takeaway, I guess. Uh, th- there was something else that you said. You said that I would have done it for free, but she paid me. And then this is something kind of fascinating that you said right after that. You said, well, then I was like, well, who else would pay me for this stuff? So it's kind of interesting, you guys. You know, Katie said, as a dietitian, they're kind of at the bottom of the barrel. I don't know. There's some good competition out there. <laughs> Trust me with physical therapists and OTs and whatnot. But I think like overall, a lot of things like we just by default are like, yeah, I'll just do it for free. But yeah. now that you found out, wait a minute, people actually pay for this. Yeah. People pay for your knowledge. People pay for, um, you know, you sharing your story. Uh, people pay for things that you feel like are the norm. And so it's kind of fascinating when you said that part as well. I, again, I've never heard, um, uh, you, you know, you talk about it in that way. Okay. There's one other thing that you said that I thought was interesting. You had this idea of what an entrepreneur was, and you thought an entrepreneur, at least as a dietitian, was someone that was going to have a private practice yeah. and they were going to see clients one-to-one. And then you're like, wait a minute, this entrepreneurship thing is a little bit different. It's kind of interesting, right? I think yeah. one of the big takeaways I would say to you all is that entrepreneurship comes in very different forms. This is, it's just about solving problems. So if like for me, if I go back to 2000, if like when I just became a physical therapist, I thought that the only way that you could be in business is if you decided that you were going to have a four wall facility mm-hmm. and that was the only way, but we know today there's many different ways, you know, to do this. And, and Katie's way is just one way for you to be able to use your skills, use your knowledge, uh, to be able to better people's lives and bring value. And if you bring value, you'll, you'll get paid more money. And that's just kind of the way that it works. All right. So let's get now into blocks. The, the, The first thing is what are you talking about on these blocks? Okay. Like, like, is this just like a day in the life of Katie or is this educational stuff for geriatric clients? Like, what are you talking about? Sure. Sure. Good question. And, and this is one of the really important things about a blog. If you go into blogging and you don't educate yourself and what I need to be doing, you, you don't have the right strategy in place. You will just be wasting your time because if I were to start a blog and just write about, you know, Katie Dodd's journey, no one would see it. So what I'm doing is I'm using a strategy called search engine optimization. SEO. I feel like more and more people are learning about this, or at least have heard this as a buzzword, but kind of some of the back end things I'm doing is I'm reverse engineering by figuring out what are people searching for online. Most people are going online through a search engine. Google is the number one search engine. YouTube is the number two search engine. We do not often think it's a search engine. It is. And they are owned by Google. So a lot of what I do as a blogger is I'm like, what's Google want me to do? Because they're kind of like the the main people in this world. So I'm reverse engineering. What are people actually searching online? What are those actual phrases they are putting into Google, what they are actually searching? Figure out how many people are searching that per month. And what are the odds that my baby blog, when I first get started, can potentially rank on the first page of Google? So when we ask Google a question, it might be, Where's a fun restaurant to eat at? What's a recipe for this? Um, How do I fix this? When we ask those questions, Google pulls up 10 blog articles, what they think answers your search query. 
our goal. We want to be on that first page. So someone will click on our blog article. We will answer their question. Hopefully they'll stay around for a longer time and learn more about the blog. They usually don't. They usually leave. But the goal is reverse engineer. Find out what people are searching for and what you could potentially rank for. Create those articles. Work on your SEO strategy. There's a lot of behind the scenes things that you need to do, but really work on growing your traffic. So my website is The Geriatric Dietitian. I started it because I am a geriatric dietitian. It's what I did. It's what I'm super passionate about. And I will tell you, there were a lot of topics I wanted to write about in the beginning, but I knew if I were to write about those topics, I would never rank on the first page of Google because they're very competitive. Example of this, diabetes. If I were to search diabetes, it's going to pull up a lot of like heavy hitter websites, .gov websites, .org websites. As a baby blogger, I don't have a chance in heck of ever ranking for the word diabetes. Maybe hemoglobin A1C goals in older adults. That's a little bit more specific, a little bit more niche. That is something I could write about and potentially rank on the first page of Google. So there's a lot of behind the scenes strategies, but I'm really using SEO strategy on what I'm creating. Yes, it is related to my niche, but in the beginning, I'm focused on creating content that will bring in people. If I just focus on all the things I want to write about, then no one's going to come to the website. I'm not going to serve anyone where if I learn the strategy and write about things that are still within my wheelhouse, are still relevant to my audience, I'm going to build traffic. As I build traffic, I'm building something called domain authority. Think of that as like kind of how legit Google thinks your website is. If you have more domain authority, they're going to be like, oh, Katie's posted an article. We're going to rank her on you know the first page. So over time, you start having more domain authority, and then you can start ranking for more difficult keywords and kind of then start writing a little bit more about those things that, you know, Maybe you've been dreaming about from the beginning. So lots of strategies, but I'm writing about geriatrics, nutrition, really any direction the keyword research brings me. I hope you all really heard uh, one of the key things that she said there. Uh, So many times we want to uh, do things that are passionate to us, things that we feel like we might know the best, uh, things that drive us to just, oh my gosh, if I had these types of clientele every single that's what I'm going to write about. You know what? I think people want to hear about me because I'm super special and super important. Uh, I think you all heard from Katie that it's not about you. It's about what are the people looking for? And then yeah. if you are good at what you do, then you can say, you know what? These are unique things that the people are looking for. Um, this is actually not being done a lot in the marketplace. You know what? Let me fill the gap. Let me solve the problem of what these people need in the marketplace. And I'm going to start delivering value over that. And if you do that over and over and over again, you're going to eventually hit mini gold or a mini jackpot. And that's sounds like what's happened to you, Katie. Is that fairly accurate? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. That is awesome. (laughs) All right. Let's talk money. So you've been doing that and you apparently have been doing that over and over and over again. How do you make money off of this as in where is the money coming from is it just one thing is it just you're ranking on youtube is it you're ranking on google is it something on the side are you selling things like tell me how you're making money and if you don't mind giving numbers yes we yeah. all and I, I love <laughs> i love talking about money and love talking about numbers because i feel like we don't see that enough so i like you know pulling back the curtain to show what it really looks like so yeah this was the big question for me in the beginning like how on earth does a blog make money so I will tell you, you know, the first thing is learning SEO, bringing lots of people to your website. You have to have the traffic to make money. So that's really the first focus. If you want to make money blogging, first thing you got to learn SEO and build your traffic. 
But from there, my website makes money through multiple streams of passive income. So kind of the main five categories. Number one, digital goods. I sell handouts, workbooks, um, different digital goods that people can buy. They answer the questions and solve the problems that people have. The second way is through eBooks. And actually the very first product I ever sold on the geriatric dietitian was because my audience was, list, was, was telling me what they wanted. And I think that's a big takeaway is that sometimes in the beginning, we want to create all these products and resources because like what we said before, what we think people need. But if you start building an audience, they'll tell you what they want. They'll tell you what they need. Like they'll say, here's what I will give you money for. So they were asking me for, um, essentially I made an ebook called high calorie shakes because people are like, grandma keeps losing weight. Do you have any shake recipes? I don't want to buy the stuff from the store. (laughs) So multiple people were asking me for this resource. So I made an ebook called high calorie shakes. A lot of my focus on my website is stopping unintended weight loss in older adults, preventing muscle loss, preventing malnutrition. So really improving quality of life. And, you know, that ties in a lot, nutrition, physical therapy, like all of the different healthcare professions tie in with, um, with, I guess with all the niches, but, um, I ended up making three e-cookbooks, well, two e-cookbooks, one ebook. I also make money through affiliate sales. This means I'm selling other people's products and making a commission through blogging. It's mostly Amazon associates. It's Amazon's affiliate program. Meaning if someone sees my affiliate link, they click on it within 24 hours, buy something, I'll make a commission, a tiny commission, but it's still a stream of income. It adds up. I also have a course. It's a course on how to gain weight. And it was something that I recorded one and done, continue to sell it month after month. So it's that passive income. And then the big money maker is ad revenue. So ad revenue is when you work with an ad network, there's advertisers on one side, bloggers on the other. The ad network is the middleman. So I recommend working with high-end ad networks. Um, An example of that would be Mediavine. You have to have a lot of traffic to apply for these, but they pay very well and they are amazing. So those are the five ways I make money blogging, digital goods, eBooks, ads, affiliates, courses. Now there's other ways you can make money too. If you're working with clients one-to-one, an amazing way to bring people into your world and they might want to work work with you. They might want to buy your group package. Um, If you sell like physical goods, it's really an opportunity to sell anything because you are bringing people into your world. But then also the passive income piece, because again, these are my handouts, my eBooks, my course. I made these a couple of years ago and I still make money. I, I sold an eBook this morning. Like I was eating my oatmeal and I just made 20 bucks. Like I, I'm quite obsessed with, with passive income. <laughs> so amazing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I do love talking numbers. One thing, um, as I share these numbers, I really want to emphasize that blogging is not a get rich quick scheme like anything, right? So in the beginning with blogging, you're going to be working and probably not making a lot of money, but over time, you're going to start making a lot of money and not be working much at all. So, um, and I actually have this broken down. So I thought I'd go ahead and, and share it with you guys. I want to share two different things because I think it's helpful on my Instagram page at dietitian side hustle. I share passive income reports every month. So I actually share the breakdown of how much money the blog made in the previous month, plus how much from those five individual income streams. And I will say the blog has made over $4,000 in passive income every month for over the past 10 months, which is really cool. So so kind of the breakdown, my first one year of blogging, because my blog is three years old at this point. The first one year, the blog made $833. Now I'll tell you at the time, I was like, I've made it big because this is passive income, right? It's money that I just checked my phone. I've made money. I thought it was great. So $833 the first year. Year two, 
I qualified for ad revenue. That's the big money maker for blogging. So year two, I made $17,000. Again, I've made it big. But then year three, continuing to build traffic, continuing to make money, I made $50,000 through my blog, completely passive income. And for some, like even for the field of dietitians, that's kind of a starting wage for a lot of dietitians coming out of school. And this is what my blog is making completely passively. So one last example I kind of want to give because I think it's helpful to break down um, because when we talk about passive income versus active income, active income is where we are trading time for money. Think of it like working your 40 hours a week, you get paid for 40 hours a week. If you do a contract gig, you do the contract, you get paid one and done. Passive income, you create something once. You do have to have those systems in place to bring people into your world like a blog, but you continue to make money without having to trade your time. So with my passive income reports, I like to compare, man, if I was trading time for money, how much time would I have had to work to make the same money that my blog made completely passively? So um, just kind of an example I want to share is looking back at the um, year three of the blog where the blog made $50,000. So the average salary for a dietitian, this is according to surveys, is $33.65 per hour. So I did the math and I was like, okay, if I was a dietitian working for the average pay and I made $50,000, how many hours would I have to work? I would have had to work 1,507 hours total, 125 hours a month, or roughly 31 hours a week, 31 hours every single week to make the same amount of money that my blog made passively. So it it gives me that time freedom where, you know, I'm not spending the time (laughs) you know, one-to-one time. And, and I will say, cause people often ask this, well, how much are you working on the blog? In the beginning, my goal was five to seven hours per week. This was a side hustle for me. Now, some weeks I didn't work at all, but that was really my goal. Over time, I got to be where I was spending maybe five to seven hours per month. As the blog was making money, I started hiring other people to write, working with students, working with dietetic interns. And I'm now in the position where I've actually hired a nutrition blog manager. She's another dietitian who's amazing. So I'm 100% hands-off in the blog at this point. So it truly is passive. So those are the numbers. I say it's a long-term game, but I feel like three years really isn't that long in the scheme of things. And I just can't wait to see what happens next because this blog will continue to make passive income day after day, month after month, year after year. and my, my goal is more. I currently get about a hundred thousand visitors to the website every month. My goal is a million visitors. And if I'm making $4,000 a month in passive income now, if I were to 10 X my traffic, I'm going to 10 X my passive income. And that would be $40,000 passive income every month, which is like really crazy to think about, but that is my goal and what is going to happen. Wow. Okay. There, there's so much to unpack here. Uh, um, okay. So number one, uh, I heard five different income streams that happen for yeah. you. But yeah. before we before we recap the five, let's talk about the only way any of these things are going to work is if you get traffic. Yep. Uh, you guys, like if you don't have traffic, no one knows how good you are. No one knows what type of value you get. So the first thing that Katie said is I had to get traffic. And that's like why she had to actually talk about the things that people actually wanted versus talking about whatever it is that she wants. So yep. that was step number one. Okay. Step number two is how did she decide on creating these things? Again, she asked the people what what they wanted instead of her saying, oh my gosh, this would be great for them. Okay. All right. So then number three, uh, I think she said she created uh, digital goods. She created workbooks. She created um, eBooks. I think one of the ones you said was like high calorie 
shakes for older people so that yep. you can stop losing weight. Da, 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 da. Okay. She had affiliate links. So she's basically making money from stuff she didn't even create. But the reason why it made sense is because she's got the eyeballs and maybe those people didn't have the eyeballs that were coming to her side. So she's making money from that. Uh, she made money. I think the biggest one she said is ad revenue. Uh, and the only reason why you would get that is if you have traffic. So, so now she's getting ad revenue. Okay. Year one, you said that you made $833. Year, yep. one. year two, you said 17 K and year three was $50,000, $50,000 correlating to about 31 hours a week for the average salary dietitian. Here's my question to you. How long is school? How long is school to become a dietitian? Oh gosh. Well, dietetics, um, we're currently transitioning from a bachelor's degree to a master's degree. So, you know, as of right now, it's about five to six years, but it will be increasing by about a year or two, depending on the track people go. So, okay. oh, wow. so, so when we talk about three years, I think, you know, you, you kind of said it, you're like, I know it takes a while. Then you, then, then you kind of correct yourself. You know, I don't really know if that's that long. Is it yeah. really, is, is it really that long? By the way, if if you were a if you were a dietitian, or I should say to be dietitian, is this something that you could learn while you were in school? Yes, absolutely. I have a lot of dietetic interns and students in my blogging accelerator program, so they are ahead of the game. They're doing the work now. Okay. See, guys, I just feel like this, this is mind blowing to me. She made, I mean, it wasn't it was a one thousand x or more. I'm talking actually close to 10,000% increase from year one to year two. Yeah. And then from year two to year three, it was almost a, it's almost a 30,000% increase. But here's mm -hmm. the crazy part. She went from doing five to seven hours a week dedicating to this, which honestly is not a lot of time uh, to five to seven hours a month to where now, because it's making so much money passively, she's able to hire somebody to basically do the work. And you're still profitable, I'm assuming, even though yeah. you've hired that person, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. She's 10 hours a week right now, but goal is build traffic, build blogs, she'll work more and all you know, all the things come into play. But right. Yeah. This is this this is absolutely amazing. You guys, I hope that as we are kind of going through this, uh light bulbs are starting to kind of pop off in the cerebral cortex here, and you all are starting to realize, whoa, 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 okay, okay, okay. This might be something that I need to do. So let me ask you this, Katie. So many people, whether it's a dietitian, I have people that listen to this podcast, sort of physical therapist, occupational therapist, yep. you know, smart sickest healthcare. We got them all, right? Yep. Okay. So most people think of a website or think of a blog as like, yeah, that's the first thing I need to do. I need to get my business started and I need to spend a lot of money to be able to like build this website and this blog out. We have students paying $4,000, $5,000, $10,000 to get a website and then they have crickets. What you have done is you flipped that. You've got your blog slash website paying you money. So here's my question to you. How much did you actually have to pay in order to get this thing started? <laughs> so, you know, I feel like a website, what I love about it is the overhead is so low. So there's a couple things you need to pay if you want to have a blog, website name. It's 12 bucks a year. 
It's nothing. A website host. So you do have to pay for your website to live on the internet, but I, I like, rec- I recommend SiteGround. That's a really great website host to start with. And we're talking maybe $80 for your first year. So about $90 to start a website. If you build your own, you are so right. If you hire other people to do it, it can cost a lot more money, but um, yeah, $90 is how much it costs for me to start my blog. Now, when you started your blog, did you have like 50 different pages on there or was it really just straight content? It was just content. You know, I, I will say my strategy is, you know, I'm a blogger. I'm looking for that passive income. And I also recognize most people are going to come to the blog and then they're going to leave. So many people spend all this time making their homepage look so pretty. I'm not against a pretty homepage, but I'm also a big fan of done is better than perfect. Make it good enough and move on. So what I'm doing with my blog articles is I'm trying to make the content compelling, helpful links to things that, you know, people will buy in the article, not expecting people to go to my homepage or go to my shop page. So trying to integrate everything into the articles. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's more about the SEO strategy, the quality of the content, and really the prettiness doesn't matter as much. Okay. It's just got to be functional. You guys, this right here is a masterclass on, on like, you're probably like, well, I'm not a dietitian right now. And listen, this is a masterclass on how to actually make your site actually make you money. Okay. You guys are spending so much time, energy, effort, and resources, AKA money on trying to have 15 different pages on your site look so aesthetically pleasing and nobody's looking at any of it. You're wasting all your time. You need to be reallocating your time to the things that Katie has said. I I would highly advise you all that podcast is not over, but I would highly advise you to go back and listen to everything she said. And then after you do that, go back and listen to it a third time. Okay. And, And then this time, write notes and figure out, okay, what is it that I need to do? So here, you know what? Let's let's just bring them even epic more value. Katie, what does somebody right now need to do? They, and this is what I mean by like the thing that they need to do. Someone that has spent a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars right now on a website. They felt like that was the thing that they needed in order to actually get their business started. They have crickets. No one is coming to their page. No one is coming to their site. And they're like, I don't know what's next. What would you say to them is the first thing that they should do to overhaul so that they could actually start to generate eyeballs? The number one thing is they need to learn SEO, search engine optimization. You can have the most beautiful, pretty website in the world, but if you're not bringing in traffic, you're not going to serve anyone. So learning SEO really is the first step. If you're the person who doesn't have the website yet, then you need to get clarity on who am I serving? Who am I helping? Who is my niche? And you need to get that website built. Once you have the website built, you have to learn SEO. And and I will say, you know, beyond that, learning the business strategy behind how to have a successful blog that not only brings in traffic, but it actually makes you money. So yeah, I really think that's where the the meat and potatoes, if you're going to invest money into building a blog, into building a website, invest it in you, invest it in your own education. So you could learn these skills and all these things, because I do see people spend a lot of money on websites then they don't even know how to use them. They don't know how to update them. The people might've built the website in a way that's really clunky and slow. So website speed's important. We have to have like lightning fast websites to rank on the first page of Google. So they might have a clunker that looks real pretty, 
but it's not going to rank on Google. So it's it's more worth it to invest the money in yourself, your own education and learning how to do this and grow and build traffic than just making a pretty website that's going to get crickets. Right. Wow. This is fantastic. Okay. You've given so much tactical stuff and uh, it's impossible to uh, give like, I'm sure there's more. There's a lot more where 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 this has come from so far. Do you have resources, things that you can bring people to masterclass? Like, what do you have that you could bless our audience with? Yes. Well, I have a freebie and I have a website for it. It's blogfreebie.com. Blogfreebie.com. And it is a link. It'll it's a landing page and it is for my blogging as a business webinar. In that webinar, I really, you know pull back the curtain and I go over kind of in details. Here's how the blog makes money. Here's how the blog, you know, has built traffic over time. So I really show the behind the scenes, but then I get into the tactical, how do you actually make money blogging from, you know, what are the three steps that you need to do to get started? We talk about, you know, getting clarity in your niche, um, working on developing all of these skills and strategies, and then also working on your mindset, because that's a huge, huge thing when it comes to anything in life. So we go through all the different ways and different things that you need to do to build a successful blog business. And I will say we sometimes do live events. That website, blogfreebie.com is going to work whether or not there's live or on demand, meaning you can watch it anytime. So if you ever go there, there might be a date on, okay, the webinar is going live on this date, which is amazing. You could be there live, live Q&A. But even if you come in between times that I'm doing this webinar, Evergreen's available. So at any time, you can go to blogfreebie.com and learn more about how do I make money blogging in addition to watching the webinar, I am going to send you guys a really, really pretty little handout with notes and pictures, but then also a checklist because I'm a big fan of the checklist. And so a checklist on here's what I need to do, how to get started. So that way it's not just something that you're learning, but something you could actually take action with. Right. Well, okay. Blogfreebie.com. You guys go check that out for sure. Uh, this has been amazing. Okay. I- I'm sorry. Can I ask you one more question though? Yes. Because, because you just said something about... Uh, the mindset behind blogging, you know, you gave a lot of tactical stuff. Honestly, you really could have charged for this one. So y'all just give her a round of applause for (laughs) not charging you, which she really should have. Okay. Or maybe she'll charge me since it's my audience. So go ahead and send me your invoice. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, um, but you said something about mindset, like, can we like dive into that a little bit? What's the mindset that the, the dietitians and even non-dietitians that you've helped actually uh, become very successful in this. What is the mindset they that they have versus other people that just haven't been able to pull it off? Yeah, yeah, and you know, I will say a lot of dietitians and other healthcare professionals are perfectionists. And it's so easy to get stuck in that perfectionist paralysis where you're like, I have to learn all the things. I have to be the expert. Everything has to be perfect before I could even start or push publish. And if you have that mindset, it's going to be really hard to push publish, to grow Mm -hmm. your blog, to build traffic. And I'll tell you a little bit of my own story because I like to think of myself as a recovering perfectionist, but sometimes those tendencies come back and catch me. When I first started my blog, I put all of these standards on myself a lot of perfectionist stuff about what I had to do with the blog article. So in my eyes, I had to write not only a blog article, but the best article that is possibly out there known to man. So I was writing these articles that were like thousands and thousands of words long, making all kinds of images, infographics, Pinterest pins, videos on YouTube. Like 
evidence-based research. So I had to like include gazillion evidence-based research articles so I could actually, you know, prove to people I really knew what I was talking about. And so what I did was I made all these standards for myself that were really hard to keep up with. And I actually burnt myself out on blogging three months into blogging. So after my third month of blogging, I stopped writing for a few more months. I, I was just so burnt out. This thing that I created that was supposed to be amazing and joyful turned into... I built another job. I built something I really didn't love. And so I'm a big goal setter. Luckily, the time is now January, 2020. The time I came into your world, Greg, but it was January, 2020. And I was setting my goals for the year. And I look back and I'm like, I've created this blog business, but I've also created all these ridiculous standards that are standards I made myself. No one's saying I have to do this. I don't have to prove anything to anyone. All you have to do in business, guys, we have to be ethical and we have to pay our taxes. Other than this, like we get to choose the game. We get to choose how we do things. So what I did in January is I decided to embrace the mantra, done is better than perfect. Mm -hmm. My goal was now two to four blog articles per month that were good enough. And so from there, that's when the game changed for me because blogging is really about volume. So I had to, you know, get articles out. Hopefully Google would start ranking me. I'd build traffic, start making this money. So I changed my mindset by embracing done is better than perfect. I started posting articles that were again, good enough. It didn't need a video. It didn't need all the infographics. It just had to have information that helped people. I didn't have to have a gazillion references to prove I knew what I knew. Right. So by embracing that mantra, done is better than perfect. I was able to get out more content, build more traffic, all the things. But I will say beyond just embracing done is better than perfect um, and, and having the confidence to push publish on a blog article. It's also understanding that because blogging is a long-term game, because again, three years isn't that long, but when you're in what I call the valley, the valley is that period where you're doing work and you're not making money. And even though you see this work for other people, you start doubting yourself and you start feeling like, who do I think I am? What am I doing? This is never going to work for me. And you just give up. You give up before the gold. And the thing we have to understand with blogging is we are sowing seeds. We are planting these seeds. And over time, it's going to grow exponentially, but you can't give up. So many people are motivated in the moment. You could be leaving this episode like, yes, I'm going to start a blog. It is so easy to be motivated in the moment, but how do we maintain that motivation long-term to reach success? So in, in my program, Blogging Accelerator Program, it's really focusing on how do we maintain that motivation through that valley where we've started, but we're not yet seeing the fruits of our labor and we feel like it's never going to work. I, I will tell you, and let me see, where's my phone? So I have something I actually made and I feel like I'm never going to take it off my phone because I love it so much. It's a screensaver that says patience, progress, consistency. Mm. And so I made this when I was in the valley. When I was in the valley of I'm writing, but no one's, you know, no one's seeing my stuff. Is this ever going to work? And so I just focused on, I know blogging is a long-term game. I have to be patient. I've seen other people do it. So I know it's possible. I'm doing what I need to do. I know this is going to work. Focusing on progress, one foot in front of the other. You know, I, I was a full-time employee. I was a mom. I have multiple side hustles. I volunteer still a lot. So, you know, I didn't have too much time, but I had to remember that every step forward counted and just focus on progress. Like don't compare yourself to other people, but then also to be consistent, to continue showing up. So focusing on patient's progress and consistency got me through that valley. And now, you know, my blog's making all this money, but these are still things that I have to remind myself in business. And you know, I will say we're talking about blogging, but I think that mindset is so important in everything we're doing in business, in life. I think about my whole journey and I didn't share all of the nitty gritty details, but my journey from being a full-time entrepreneur, living paycheck to paycheck, to building this blog business that builds passive income to where now I am in my eighth month of being a full-time entrepreneur. 
I didn't get here by working harder. I didn't get here by hustling, by grinding, by burning the midnight oil, burning myself into the ground. I got here by changing my mindset. <laughs> that's really, that's really the truth of the matter. And I feel like mindset can be this really like nebulous thing. What is that? But I think it's really important to find people who are doing what you want to do and learn from them. Surround yourself with the right people who are going to build you up, do things like the SSHC challenge, do things and habits and patterns that are going to help you with your physical body, mental, spiritual, all the things work on you and the rest will follow. Well, uh, well, here, let me give you this. I mean, I don't know what else to say here, y'all. Guys, there are some amazing people within uh, our community. It's it it doesn't. It's not really hard for me to be motivated every single day to show up, um, because the people motivate me. They inspire me, uh, and and they're they're hungry. Katie's one of them. She was hungry for change. Uh, she already had the knowledge. I didn't have to teach her any of that. She just had to understand that there was another game out there to play. And she decided that I wanted to play this game. Uh, and she basically gave you a lot of the blueprint okay, of, of how you do this in this game. Blogging will work for anyone. It will. It's a matter of will you do the things that are required for it to actually work for you. Okay. It will work. Like, let's not be, well, it might not work. No, 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 no. It will work. But are you willing to actually serve the people that, that need you to serve them and not the ones that you want to serve? Are you willing to write the article that the people are looking for instead of the article that you want to write? Are you willing to show up if one person or zero people don't show up for you right away? Are you willing to keep on going and do the thing? I think it, like, it just seems so clear to me that obviously this will work. So it's just a matter of, will you do the stuff? Katie, this has been absolutely amazing. Blogfreebie.com. Is that correct? Blogfreebie.com. Yes. Okay. You guys, I highly recommend for you to uh, check out that, um, that, that webinar, that masterclass on this. And I, I think not just for dietitians that are listening. I personally think if I was a dietitian and I was getting started and I was a student, I would I would basically take everything that Katie is teaching and I would do that hand in hand with what I'm learning in school to allow me to be a registered dietitian. That's number one. Dietitian number two is the person that is out there right now and you're realizing that trading time for money for the rest of your life mm -hmm. is going to be uh, like basically pulling off your toenails. And so you realize I need to do something else and I need to do something that's going to allow me eventually to trade a very little bit of my time for a lot of money. I would highly recommend for you to listen to that. But then everybody else, I want to talk to you right now. You are trying to get exposure. Let me tell you right now, for the entrepreneurs that I work with, healthcare professionals that are at, they have not made a penny. And then there's also those people that I've worked with that are now hitting the, or surpassing, I should say, the $2 million mark. I see everything in between. Can, can I tell you right now, for every single one of you, your main problem? Eyeballs. Listen, until you get, like even for me, and even for me, and this is something that I've learned from my coaches and mentors. Look, until you surpass 10 million a year, your biggest problem is eyeballs. Yep. And so 
sometimes we want to overcome. I'm not saying there's not other things in a business, but eyeballs is the biggest thing. So I would say to all of you that you're not there yet, I would say this is probably if Google is a number one search engine and YouTube happens to be number two, and basically there's like 8 billion people in the world and we don't need all 8 billion, but even if a 10th of a 10th of a 10th of a hundredth of a thousandth of those people found out about you and could use what it is that you have, I think your life and so many other uh, people's lives will be forever changed with the gifts and the skills that you have that you can help those people with. So I would highly recommend for you to also go to blogfreebie.com, listen to her masterclass, take the, the gold and the gems that she has provided and run with it. Katie, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It is greatly appreciated. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Wealth Code Secrets. If you haven't already, please share this out so that more people can get access to The Wealth Code. Now, if you would like to work with us and connect with my team, go to www.connectwithgt.com. That's where you can find all my free trainings, free resources, and actually book a free strategy call with my team. So looking forward to talking with you. Remember, let's make your days count. Until next time. Thank you.